Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome to Axopod. Um, I'm Gina. On bass, we have Anne. Hello. Anne. And we have Little Daddy on synthesizers this week. <laughs> you know why? Because this week, it's... Little surprise. Love. <laughs> <laughs> A deep love. This week is Pride. A deep love. Pride we <laughs> Yeah. Or so, year, yeah. or or lifetime, or yeah, that's right. Take yeah, take yeah, many century. years, millennia. It's time. it's time. Why limit it? <laughs> Why limit it? No limits. That's right. Rainbows are infinite. Um, so anyway, yes. So today our episode is about, and I will not pull pride out again, but I might CNC music factory. Um, but anyway, so what I wanted to do is, um, oh, anyway, if this is the first time listening to the podcast, which I mean, God bless you. (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, thanks Thanks for taking Welcome. a chance and um gosh we could we could use it we could we we uh, appreciate every listen but what we try to do is we'll talk about something in contemporary politics and then we'll try to um contextualize it in a more broad historical context and so just recently there was this supreme court decision about a cake honestly i don't even really know what it's about <laughs> I can tell you a little bit about oh, what. Well, like, do you under? I don't even get. I, like, to be honest, I don't even get it. Like, I'm trying to pretend like I don't care, but it's because I don't understand. I get it in sort of a and like a very sort of basic. Well, I mean, you are way. a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, oh, do you want to hear yes. about it? Okay. Oh, oh God. Okay, so um this this y'all know that this cake place in Colorado was like, I don't wanna make cakes for, sure. for right. gay weddings, right? And then, you know, the uh Colorado court ruled that that was discrimination 
And so uh, a bunch of people uh, under the guise of religious freedom uh, used that to say, you know, they didn't think that they should have to, to, you know, religious freedom and freedom of speech, right? So um, they, of course, appealed the ruling that they didn't have to make. Uh, that they didn't agree with. I don't like them. They don't, I I don't want to make them a cake. I don't like, I don't like them. I think they're grody. I I, I think they're grody and I don't like them. And uh, Jesus told me not to make the cake for them. So I'm not going to do it. But anyway, so what the, what this Supreme Court case sort of came down to is like, they actually kind of skirted the main issues of whether actually cake baking is uh, speech, which, um, interesting fact, there's like a, there's a, um, there's a group of, you know, famous chefs or whatever who, who were like, you know, um, food is meant to be eaten. You don't speak it. You don't actually speak the food. It's a, it, you know, it can be an expression of art or whatever, but, um, but yeah, it's not, it, it, we don't believe that food right. be this is This after. isn't a performance. Freedom of speech. Or not making a specific right. kind of food isn't really a speech this isn't a, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that all that all that aside, like basically, they the court kind of skirted around ruling definitively on whether that is the case or not, and what they basically said. Um, so, uh, sorry, let me find exactly where well, it is while you're. I did do some. No, no, no. I was oh, just go gonna uh, tell a filler story while you're looking it up. Um, I don't know if you know what the um, the what the Bible story is you it that's used for that argument is, but as you you know, both of you know, oh, and the audience may not know, but I was raised in a very religious environment. Um, but in the New Testament, there was Priscilla and Aquila, and they had baked oh. a. They right. sound pretty fabulous. And um, the Lord very specifically said, "I will give you the gift of baking bread." but never allow a sodomite's lip to touch a crumb of that bread. That's really in the Bible? Really? Well, that's the thing. And Priscilla saw um, a young man who was starving. And then his, his look, and I'm telling you what is happening. All right. His robe (laughs) was gorgeous. It was torn, but it was tasteful even for that time. Um, she gave into it and they were all struck down dead. So from that parable, no, obviously that didn't happen. Okay. Obviously. No, this didn't happen. It's nowhere in the Bible. No, obviously not. (laughs) This is not based on anything biblical. Sorry, I was really like this. I was yeah. My my thought was you're illustrating the Right. The absurdity. There of was a Priscilla and Aquila, but that is not the the parable. It oh, has nothing to do with that. Because I was like, surely Priscilla is not a biblical name. Well, it was, but they okay. they were supposed to give all their money to the church, but they kept a little, and they were struck down dead, but were <laughs> ostracized. One of them, right? But so uh, you're, you're, because God loves rich people, which we established already. But right. Oh, the cake yeah, baking you know, parable. 
Right, right, right. And that's what they use. Yeah. That's the foundation. They, they taught you in some But school. I mean, I do think yeah. I do. Oh, okay. sorry. Just just the real closing point is. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, and, I, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic here, but why is it that religious freedom is so very often at the crossroads of the freedom to deny service to other people? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, right here. Look, that's a great. Yeah. That's a great oh, segue. Sorry, go ahead. That's actually what they ruled on, which is kind of which is kind of shitty because it's like so they didn't rule on you know the kind of crux of the issue. What they actually ruled was that during the Colorado Civil Rights Commission hearings between the baker and the couple, the commission was uh, this is from the majority opinion that the commission was unconstitutionally hostile toward the Baker's freedom of religion claim. Mm. So the court, uh, they, they, they targeted one particular commission member who, who said, quote, freedom of religion has been used to justify yeah. discrimination. And to me, it is one of the most despicable pieces of rhetoric True. that people can use to use their religion to hurt others. Wait, that's biased? End quote. Yes, that's what the that's what the Supreme Court ruled was that that was un, that was unnecessarily hostile toward the oh. religious claim. Oh, I right? thought I thought that was the right so, thing to say. I mean, exactly. It sounds exactly like the right thing, but apparently that's you know that's what they that they that was sort of the crux of their ruling. They were like, so this this commission was uh, unduly hostile toward the religious claim of the baker. It wasn't like this is protected under freedom of speech. It wasn't that this was protected under religious freedom. It was that there was like undue hostility. So I just like bake the cake. Yeah, I know. Bake the cake. Bake the cake, Tina. As fast as you can. Yeah. So in the dissenting, (laughs) of course, the dissenting uh, opinion was by RBG and Sotomayor. Um, which I'm really disappointed in, in, uh, Kagan. Captain here. of the softball team, um, Kagan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. But apparently I read something that was saying, like, she's using this sort of small battle that obviously this, because all these issues that we thought that this was going to settle were not settled, so there will be more cases. And so the, the sort of, conjecture is that she's using this to curry favor with Kennedy, who is the swing vote, and hopefully get, you know, obviously it's politics and it's gross, which doesn't politics doesn't belong in the judicial system, but it's there. So anyway, what, uh, what they were saying is that, you know, the court shouldn't have reversed that judgment because there's no differential treatment of the Christian customers and the gay customers, right? So the the bakers who refused to make cakes disparaging gay marriage, that oh. was another issue, is like, okay, so 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 would a baker be able to refuse to make a cake that was, like, anti-gay? You know, like, uh, defamatory <laughs> toward gays? Well, there's the difference is... Does that happen a lot? The, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, maybe, but if it does, I would like to be able to be like, no, I'm not going to make that disgusting cake, you know? I, I know this came up with um, like an anti-Muslim cake at one point. I remember this. The anti-gay and like, of course, some all right was 
person was like, Wait, they the anti-gay cake. cake is, it's like a cargo shorts cake. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's a duck whistle on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a sandals with socks There's cake. like a, go- with like a goatee. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so the bakers who refused to make, uh, to make cakes disparaging gay marriage would not have sold anti-gay cakes to anyone Whereas the baker who refused to sell gay couples his <sighs> cakes, you know, would his wedding cakes would sell wedding cakes to everyone. Does that make no. sense? I mean, yeah, no, but no. No. it still doesn't make yeah, sense. It's, it's not, so yeah. ridiculous. I mean, I mean yes, but like, <laughs> I hear the words you're saying, but the, <laughs> but basically, you know, the baker wouldn't provide a good or service to a same-sex couple that he would provide to a heterosexual couple. Whereas a baker who wouldn't make an anti-gay cake wouldn't make it for any there's person a, at all, right? So that's there's no discrimination there. It's just saying I don't make those cakes. You know what, what I mean? were you gonna say, Dina? What? So I just feel like the argument is disingenuous. Is what I'm saying. There's, I, a, there's a lot of anti-gay bakers who well, make yeah. anti- specifically anti-gay cakes, and they sell. They make yeah. so much well, money. They're so rich. They're like the 1%. Well, I don't know if you know this, guys, but right now, if if you are going, if you're going to be a pastry chef, automatically, you're going to have to learn how to make all the all right, all right cakes. Pe- Peppy the frog, right off the bat. Memes, 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 MRA. Like, and that's the thing yeah. you thought like, oh, is this going to be like, is this going to be, um, like a croque monsieur? Nope. Nope. It's going to be a racist <laughs> joke and you're going to have to bake it. So, I mean, it's just a shame. Yeah. But I also think more importantly is that this whole era that we're in, like if you, if you look at a, a much broader, larger historical context is that when gay marriage was legalized, that we had not braced ourselves for the backlash. And I think um, after every successful civil rights movement since the Reconstruction or the passage of the 1964 Civil Rights Act... There's been a huge backlash, like any sort, anytime there's any sort of gains. I, I was just thinking, like, if you went in as a straight couple and were like, it's our, you're back to the cake. Yes, I'm back. And all right, we spent 30 minutes on it, but I know, but real quick, if you ask them or, or you just came in as a, just a person, just an individual and we're like, what about a walrus? I want. <laughs> I, I, I want about, you to make. Uh, I want you to make an erasure hologram, an erasure cake. Would right. they be like? Oh, okay, sure. Oh, Lamore. Yeah, I, I took French in high school. Sure. Did you just want to work in Oh Lamore because yeah. you've been singing it all day? <laughs> yeah. And I found it. <laughs> 
not. <laughs> so are you saying that if they don't know it's actually going to be featured in a gay wedding, you want to trick people into I'm not making saying gay, it's wedding a gay wedding cakes? Maybe it's just a party I want to have. Where I it's balloons for a party. Where I want to celebrate erasure and the, how great they are. Right, right, right. But But what you and I know is that it is a celebration of gay, gay love. Well, yeah. Like, oh, these are gay artists. So they won't, they won't do a... Wait. Right. Are they going to do that? Are are they going to be like... Wait, are you saying... Wait, wait. Is the premise here that (laughs) they won't even make a cake in honor... Right. Of a gay 80s synth band? Right. Is that, that's what I'm saying. That's that's the leap you're taking here? Yeah. Or what if you want like a Walt Whitman theme cake? So, so a, 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 cl- yeah. a closeted 19th century poet? <laughs> but we all know. Come on. Are they going to reject that? Oh my god! All right, we're okay. done. We're done with the cakes. We're done with the cakes. Let's okay. go. No, no, no. I mean, you've opened up a Pandora's box. I actually didn't think it was the cake as much as the ceremony, Anne. But yeah, you're I know. worried about the cake itself being well, gay. That's my point. That's how ridiculous this is. Yeah, is it just the ceremony? That's how ridiculous is this is. It's yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah. It's not about the cake, so they say. So, meanwhile, I'm going to come in and order, like, okay, I want a George Michael cake. I want, uh, oh, God. I, I okay, wanna- so if I if I want a picture of Martina Navratilova, like, yeah. <laughs> Navratil- I can't say it right yeah. now, in a bikini. You did say it. In a bikini, right. playing tennis, and I say it's for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Right. Will they be conflicted? Uh, that's my question. Because it's that right? Because that's the, my okay, question. I mean, I don't know. I'm. Do you and that's see? That's why we're not on the Supreme Court. Do you see what I'm saying? We can't. We can't read the. We can't read the bakers. <laughs> we don't know bakers' minds. We don't know. We don't know like how much they know about you know gay culture. What if they, even if they did, even so, but that's the point. You're like, if the, is it the (laughs) ceremony or the cake itself they're trying to protect? Well, I think think we know what they're trying to retract. I think they're just trying to, they're trying to protect their bigotry. Protect white heterosexual uh, supremacy. Oh, okay. So, so, okay. All right. <laughs> that was a roundabout All right. way of getting okay. to that. <laughs> um, so anyway, but that uh anyway, yes, larger narrative being that I do think that we're in a bit of a backlash because there was a really big win just recently with marriage equality, which is fantastic. And um and but I think like when you look at the long arc of history mm-hmm. the arc sure yeah arc. it's arc, arc right it's not arc. the arch arc. right no, it's arc. um the or fractal the, fi- the long fractal <laughs> oh no you know just okay. kind of this the long protractor yeah <laughs> right okay um 
That is a better, right. that is a better description. It refracts towards... Um, you know what? The people that know, know what I'm talking about. Alright? <laughs> Alright? It's, 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 it's a... It's a hardcore wink. Right. A fractal <laughs> mystery. <laughs> no. Um, no. <laughs> um, so, but what, what is, I think, very encouraging and very inspiring about uh, the gay rights movement overall is um, one that has been demonstrably successful and... Um, and it was like the labor rights movement where there, there had, like, you would probably know more about this than I do, Anne, but there's a lot of commingling over time between the two groups. But it was, um, it was a movement that, that really worked from the bottom up. So a lot it of had times. To. It had to. Well, that's exactly right. Because it was because so marginalized and like secret underground. So underground. Yeah, I mean, it was, and, you know, even like we've seen still, where you would assume anyway that the majority of the opinion now is it's certainly towards gay people, if not towards marriage in general, but just that there's not an animus towards gay people. Like, there's a, a friendly feeling. Right. Uh, right. Um, that, you know, but it was incredible. Incredibly dangerous. I mean, people certainly weren't living openly. No. I mean, that wasn't even a choice. No. Uh, that <laughs> was not a choice. Well, in fact, uh, what I didn't know until, well, I didn't know the date, but um, that until Lawrence v. Texas in 2003, oh. yeah. that um, sodomy was still illegal. So yeah. that was like what? Yeah, there was still those yeah. laws on the so books. Yeah, two thousand three. It was still like hover, ho- hovering, hovering over <laughs> people's heads. Yeah, but um, yeah, but the and anyway, but most successfully in um, and Barney Frank said it the best, which is the the most effective thing that you can do is come out because the more people that sees somebody that they know, a cousin or a family member or a teacher or somebody that they love and respect, like they, you can, you can sort of like build up empathy in the community and they won't see you as other or scary or dangerous. And I mean, that's what had to happen. And then, you know, you showed up in the media and movies and television and so forth, but that's, that's what it, what it took was, visibility and just a constant fight but um yeah where do so we, anyway where do we, but that yeah. visibility i mean it's just the, the first few like you know the first few people who managed to do that who had the the bravery to do that I mean, when you look like way back it was disastrous for them oh yeah <laughs> like it wasn't that didn't work out no, well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like very, fa- yeah, very famously, uh, Oscar Wilde went to jail for it. Um, well, he sort of pushed the envelope there, but um, 
<laughs> so, um... Oh, God. Can I talk about in, uh... In, uh... Yeah. In World War One, the blue charge? Do it. No. The blue what? So in the beginning, the balloon mm. discharge, which sounds like... <laughs> um, so, yeah, just in beginning in World War One, they, I mean, they call it the blue discharge, and you could be discharged from military service for being gay. And if you were, you actually lost all your benefits. You right. Know, oh. the GI Bill. So, um, and then obviously, if they found out that, you know, that you were gay, then they made you tell about other people that you knew who were gay. Sounds familiar. Um, in, in 1924, this guy called yes. Henry Gerber tried to, uh, he actually set up this mm-hmm. Society for Human Rights, which was basically for rights for people uh, for who were gay. And it lasted about a month before he was totally oh, arrested. So, and then after, you know, so the the blue discharge situation was happening through World War One and World War Two, and then after World War Two, of course, wrapped up in the Red Scare was the uh, essentially this harkens back to the old McCarthy era, where, mm-hmm. um, and I think you might recognize this term because they use it a lot during the Trump investigation, which is compromise. And anytime any sort of, um, you know, there's like a, a presidential candidate that looks like they uh, might have a real shot at the office, they will do research on them to see if there is compromise that, that another country could use to blackmail the president and hold it against them. Right. So based on that premise, um, during the McCarthy era, and this was anybody who worked in the government or and then, of course, it just spread everywhere like it did with the Red Scare, which is anybody who was thought to be under the queer rainbow, lesbian, gay, um, trans, however you identified that it was thought that you could be ripe for blackmail by the Russians. Um, and so therefore you would lose your job, which was just an easy way to just fire gay people. At right. <laughs> right. It would, yeah. yeah. And yeah. And, and people, people don't talk about it as much as they should, but they, they, I, what I read anyway, is they think they estimate that more people lost their jobs as a result of that purge than the actual red scare, but I don't know. I, yeah. Really? Yeah. I read like 4,000 members of the armed forces were discharged for being gay. And then about 400 state department or state employees were discharged. Were well, and that's just was so insane because like the, and again, I mean, these are all, I mean, as you can see, these, these all have echoes in, in everybody's civil rights fights. So when you talk about the military, women, um, the LGBTQ community, as well as people of color, 
they've had issues. Um, you know, federal jobs, those three, you know, people, they've had issues like trying to get equality measures passed and or protection measures passed. They have, so anybody that was trying to either, uh, level up the playing field and or get protections for a marginalized group, they, they had the same sort of, uh, road to hoe. Um, same sort of difficulties. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think that's why, what, anyway, what I find so encouraging about the gay rights movement is because just like, just the courage of some of these people that had absolutely everything to lose, you know? Yeah. And, and it really worked. I mean, granted, it took like a hundred years, but, um, but it was successful. I mean, and it really like helped to, change hearts and minds and like with act up in the eighties, it's saved hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives, you know, like they single-handedly got research for the AIDS crisis. So, but anyway, what were you, the Mattachine society is, um, it was just one of the earliest LGBT rights organizations. It was, it was a labor activist, Harry Hay. Yeah. They're also really sort of very, like, image-oriented, right? They were like, we are just normal people, just like all of you. They wanted, they were not into, like, super counterculture. They wanted to present themselves as, like, you know, everyday Americans. Then why did you sing it like that? So they... We're just normal people, (laughs) just like you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I meant it to be like sort of like a nervous like hey, we're just like, not like over the top over the top but yeah it's like uh, you know code and tag right. and you know just they sort of they sort of um, they weren't on board with like a sort of flamboyant well then that makes me uh, wonder if the and I can't I don't not say it. I just keep seeing m- the Machete Society. That's oh, not okay. it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, <laughs> you want machete. to call it Machete? Uh, mm-hmm. mate- ma- mache- ma- what? Machete. What is it called? Marachine. Marachine. The Marachine. Yeah, but you don't have to put like. Why like, are you saying marachine. it like the Medellin cartel? Like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, you have a you have an illness. But when you talk about like, oh, they want to be like inclusive and uh, we're just like y'all and this or that, it makes me think that this was probably mostly white dudes. Never. And women. And women. There, well, Madachine, I think, was men. There was another society, I think. Oh, that, yeah, no, 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 you're right. Because um, it wasn't until when we get into the six. By the way, guys, these are just bullet points. Like, there's, I mean, there are people that literally spend their entire academic lives studying just one of these bullet points. And I, we're just, just going over them, but it's honestly meant as a tribute. So if we're sort of glossing over this, it's not out of disrespect. It's no. just, it's just because we don't have the time to actually, cause our, our, 
main focus is. Oh wait, here we here it comes. <laughs> is pride the the history of pride so we're just trying to work up to pride um uh but yeah the it wasn't until really um it was like the stonewall riots where people um everybody that that fell under the queer umbrella so like lesbian gay Mm. and trans because you know, even at the time, let's just go to Stonewall. Cause even yeah. at the time, there were a lot of, uh, gay bars in New York City that didn't even welcome, um, trans men or women or like drag performers of any kind. Um, it was a crime just to have more than two or three items of clothes. You could get arrested for having like two or three items of clothing that belong to the other gender. You could get arrested for that. So weird. Right, they? Yeah, because usually what they would do in a raid is if you had your ID and you were dressed like according to your biological, you know, sex, then you you would just go like go on home. But if you were not, then you would be right. arrested. So, you know, obviously the people that were under most threat and most vulnerable was anybody that was certainly trans um, or drag performers. And so to not even be accepted at a lot of um, gay clubs, there was just like a lot of, like, there's a lot of hierarchy. And to already be sort of, um, to already be marginalized and not a unified force, it was, is, counterproductive but it was on that day where they realized it was sort of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend that they realized that the their their strength really lied and like relied on one another and um they, they became real allies so on the date of i will not yes June. go for it 28 uh, June. No, yes, June 28th, 1969. Oh, you get it. Right. At 1.20 a.m. Right. And, again, might be a coincidence, but it was also the night that Judy Garland died. Oh. Um, So, what had happened was, it was only a couple... People were extremely drunk. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're sad well not her because she was well no she had drunk her last but um but anyway there was it was like a confluence of events because um just a couple of days ago they had been raided and like uh, like a lot of like gay bars were run by the mob like mm-hmm. after the speakeasy as after there was no need for that it was like well another secret bar we've got we've got it guys if you want to hang out um so and they paid off the police but the usually they would tip off the bar if they were going to raid it but this night they did not and um so they raided the bar 
you know, everybody was running outside and it was the, I guess like the paddy wagons, they, they were late to arrive. Like there wasn't enough to take care of all the people. So all of a sudden all the cops were in the bar Mm -hmm. and there was just all these people sort of milling around on the streets. And so it was kind of that feeling where again, like Judy Garland had died the club was getting raided again. Everybody was on the street. And this one woman, she was being thrown into the back of like the paddy wagon. And she was really fighting back. And um, they were sort of knocking her around and being rough with her. And uh, essentially, she said something along the lines of like, don't just stand there, do something. And that's like, oh, go yeah, ahead. She's like, why? Why don't you? Why don't you all do something? She's like looking at them all standing around, and she's, you know, like why don't you all do something? Yeah, I mean that's them. like that was the like the the match that lit the flame, and um, you know, and everybody just went berserk, and it was a uh, you know essentially a a riot that lasted for six days, and that's the there ended up being um, a fire started in the bar at some point the reinforcements arrived, but um, yeah, I mean, there was thousands of people that ended up showing up. Yeah. And they were there for six days, yeah. but it was just like, it, I think it's sort of, I, I think rather than being like a six day event, it was like four hours on one night. And then the next day people started showing up again. And it's like, it started again, and then they uh, they also protested the Village Voice office because the Village Voice had written like an article about the the event that was sort of like slanted toward you know anti gay, and so they went over there and nice, were like, uh-uh. good. <laughs> "Not gonna take." I mean, it. and that's the thing because it's kind of like, I mean, just like with any mo- like most recently with the Me Too movement where. Who can say, like, what... It's not any one thing, necessarily, but, like, there's just a point where it's, like, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back, where it's, like, nope. Nope. Like, if you get into why and how people memorialize, like, Stonewall is really interesting, because yeah, it wasn't the first time there was a crackdown or... Um, even like, like a riot or that kind of thing. But the way the fallout from it was people were like, okay, we're, this was awesome. We're going to commemorate it. And like the way it got memorialized into a, an event that they, memorialize the next year and the year after that and it being this sort of um thing to look to do you know what i mean like yeah every every movement has all kinds of things like and there's things that are forgotten in history that are just as important but um it's interesting the way stonewall was became like the memorial like center and 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 started the the whole gay pride parade 
Ooh, interesting fact. I was reading this, this, um, uh, journal article. San Francisco, they did not get on board with the gay pride parade till 1972. They were like, yeah. um, they were like, Late yeah, the party. uh, New York, you're not so cool. We've had problems too. And like all this. So I just thought that was interesting. Like I would have loved yeah. to have been to, if I could have like transported to like different bars or, or, or well, houses heard- at that time just to hear the <laughs> shit talking. Oh, well, God. I heard that they were trying, they had like a office set up on the West Coast. It was like called like Christopher Street West. Wink. Yeah. 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 And when they, yeah. when they tried to like ask for a permit from the city, they were just, well, what do you need it for? They're like, yeah. oh, don't worry about it. It's not a gay pride parade. They were right. like, really? Because it sounds like it's a gay pride parade. Like it was right. the city that not that they didn't want to celebrate it it was the city that didn't allow it or am i wrong right no 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 you're totally right it's um the los Los angeles police supposedly told them granting a parade permit to a group of homosexuals to parade down hollywood boulevard would be the same as giving a permit to a group of thieves and robbers thieves and robbers of it sounds like you're trying to start some kind of East Coast, West Coast uh, beef. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I, you know, I... The Great Glitter War of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, from what I heard, the West Coast doesn't love gay pride as much as the East Coast does. Well, no, they did, but they were like, hey, New York, it's not all about you. I, oh, I see. They were being petty, yeah. is what you're well, saying. No, no, They not were being s- snake emoji, snake emoji, snake emoji. No, no. <laughs> Look, I just, I just like when people talk S-H-I-D. Right, which is what you're doing right now. <laughs> oh, but what I was going to say is why you were saying that there had been other riots and other arrests. So why Why did they memorialize? Okay, well, like in this article I was reading, like, well, for one, like, one wasn't as successful. Uh, one didn't get as much press. Yeah. Like, it was about media attention. It was yeah. about... um. Right achievement it was about like what act what 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 was the outcome and that kind of thing and the fact and the fact that this was like got so much attention and it was so public it was so public you know well it was just really sustained it was like people they rioted for four hours, then they went home and took a nap, and then they came back the next day ready to riot again, and it lasted for a while, and everybody came together, and I think, you know, was that, like you were saying, it was like that tipping point kind of thing, where it's like, all right, we're taking it, sort of, we're taking it, sort of, and now, you know, there's a few people fighting, and now it's all of a sudden, like, boom, everybody's, 
everybody's fighting and no one's like but, putting up with right. And I and, and it's just important for people to have like a rallying cry, you know. And yeah, that, that's yeah. a good rallying cry. That's a good like point in time. Yeah. To people right. need a, a focal point, like something to call back to and be like, "Remember this time that was awesome." I am also going to use those feelings for you know this other situation. Um, you know, we've gone through some of the absolute worst dire times but there has been a real triumph i mean it feels like certainly politically at the moment it feels so impossible and chaotic and you know everybody's nervous that you know people's rights are going to be yanked away but just know that so many people sacrifice so much if not everything they had to allow, you know, young gay men and women and trans men and women or however you identify to live a life of acceptance and peace and protection and openness. And you could get, I mean, even when we were in high school, I mean, I remember in high school, we didn't even like me and my gay friend, like we did not even talk about it openly. You couldn't even say the word. Like it was, and the fact that anybody would go on to get married or have children, like that wasn't even, you wouldn't even dream it. I mean, it, you know, it'd be cruel to even say it. So it, I mean, right. and this is, you know, over 20 years ago now, but like, so the, the world has, has so changed for the better and it can so I, there is hope you know that's that's the lesson in all of this and that's the lesson with pride you know and and just like the the spirit of rebellion and because it, the the protest march it over the years it was a protest when it needed to be but it was also a way for people to show themselves on the street as they were with their friends, dance openly, and be proud of themselves. Proud of themselves. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's revolutionary. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, I just like, as I, I wanted to say this, I didn't know if I was going to say it at the, beginning or the end, but I just, you know, just wanted to say this, like just recently, um, we lost one of our best friends like too early. Mm -hmm. And what I just want to say to anybody out there, like wherever you are, wherever you were born, whatever your family says, please do not live a moment of your life and shame for who you are. Like, please, 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 not a moment of it. They do not know what they're talking about. Gay people have been around since the beginning of time. God's own interior decorator was a gay man. <laughs> Just look at the Sistine Chapel. It is can, extra. Can you imagine a world without gay people? No. That is a sad dumb world. I don't want to. Uh, yeah. They are responsible for some of the most 
magnificent pieces of art, magnificent advances in science, beautiful symphonies, like literature, poetry, just the, uh, sports, every everything you could possibly think of. Like they have helped advance human history. They are on shards of poetry. They're on walls of excavated buildings. Like they're everywhere. You like gay people have been around since the beginning of time. So never ever for a second of your life feel a second of shame ever. No. In fact, <laughs> if you could <laughs> I'd like for you to feel the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay that's that's the end um but anyway thanks for listening and i hope you got like a better uh overview of the gay rights movement over the years certainly pride and um you know guys keep your head up we're it's we're in it for the long haul don't get discouraged and love hearing from you Thanks for coming back. And if you want to get in contact with us, we are Axopod on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh-huh. And we do, do you want to give our email? Or no? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Who's checking it? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I could, I, I, but I don't expect uh, emails, but. It's gonna be a flood of literally like, okay. a handful. Tell us a your of a best of gay pride story. Yeah, um, axapod at gmail dot com. Yeah, awesome. And That's I'll tell one. you mine. That's a good idea. <laughs> it involves gonna- <laughs> it involves balloons and a fence and me falling. I can't wait to hear that one. All right. Well, thanks again. Thanks for giving us another shot, and we shall see you next week. We love you. We are proud of you. We are proud. How proud was she? How proud was she? How proud was she? (laughs) She was proud. proud. Okay. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) 